Welcome back to Off Bar Podcast alongside Chris Will and Connor Ryan. My name is Rafael de los Santos and uh, we are down to the final two groups of the World Cup. Let's go. We're almost there. I'm excited. It's yep. the end. We're ready to the final. Heck yeah. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. I kind of feel bad every time I see a African team, like a, yeah, like an African team that's not Senegal because I just feel like for like the first time, no other team other than Senegal has a chance coming out of Africa. But we'll, we'll get to them in a second. Let's start with Brazil, who are the obvious winners of the group, right? 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 They're yeah, winning the group. Maybe the whole tournament. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Connor does know something about soccer. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna like mess around with this. No, one. like, like this is, this is, this Swiss, is Swiss no, curveballs. We're not, we're not saying this Canada thing. Like, I'm not gonna be yeah. like, Serbia. No yeah. jokes being had with yeah. Serbia and Switzerland. Brazil is obviously the strong. One, I would say they're the strongest team headed into the world. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. They're the strongest team headed into the World Cup um, in terms of not just their starting lineup, but in terms of depth um, at every position. They just have not at every position. I'm not gonna lie. Fullbacks they are lacking for the first World Cup ever, but. Other than fullbacks, they are stacked. Yeah. I mean, I think at fullbacks, still, like, you kind of can platoon, like, Lodi and, like, Telez, too. And then you have, like, Danilo on the right, who's been playing pretty good for Juve. It's but just, it still is, like, a lacking. I see what you're saying. It's still yeah, a lacking. Compared position. to, like, everybody else on, the, on their team, yeah. and I would say, like, other fullbacks on, like, top tier teams, like Spain, Germany, like, France, like, those kind of teams that they're going to be competing against, they definitely have, they're, they're missing fullbacks. I mean, we, we said similar things about Germany, too, not having fullbacks. Yeah. So. I mean, as I said it, I, like, realized that. But, like, Germany can work their way around it with, like, maybe playing three at the back and playing five in the middle or something with, like, rubbing Gozens or something. Yeah, and, like, but I don't see Brazil doing, like, that I don't see Brazil thing. doing any of that. Brazil's yeah. going to play, like, 4-3-3 for sure. No, yeah. But, um, yeah, headed into the World Cup, Chris yeah. Will, how's Brazil looking? I mean, Bra- <laughs> Brazil's looking probably the best out of any team coming into this World Cup. With the exception of maybe Argentina, we talked about the streak uh, that's going for them. But at the same time, Brazil has not even tied a game since January 27th of this year. They've won every single game they've played. So most recently, they beat Tunisia uh, 5-1, beat Ghana 3-0. And that last tie was 1-1 against Ecuador, again, January 27th. And then they tied Argentina before that one in November a year ago. Um, in World Cup qualifying, they went 14-3-0 with 35 goals in favor of them in goal difference. So even with the Argentina team having not lost a game, they still beat them in qualifying to come out first in World Cup qualifying. So, yeah, this Brazil team is kind of loaded, and they're in, they, as a country, are in good form coming into this World Cup. But even their players on the club level as well. You got guys like Jesus that are playing well. Like this team is scary. <laughs> when you said as a country, I thought you were gonna talk about like their political like situation. Nah, I like, realized like, as a country, they are. They're actually in a pretty good place yeah, right they're now. They're president, uh, no, but no coups. No. I think they're going through political turmoil. Yeah, just kidding. They actually aren't in a good place as a country right <laughs> they're now. But they're like, a World Cup win should satisfy all. But um, yeah, this Brazil team obviously lost in the final against Argentina in the Copa America. They came out first place in the World Cup qualifiers coming out of South America. And we all know the names in terms of who's on the squad looking at, starting from the back at goalie. Talk about Ederson and Allison 
we're already kind of used to that. Who do you start? Like what? What? How I do like you? How do you Allison. decide? That's so so I think that, in my opinion, Allison is the better goalkeeper. Um, he just makes the okay. So, in my like, to me, there's two kinds of goalkeepers, and Real Madrid is a perfect the perfect example. So you had Keylor Navas, who's a re, in my opinion a reflex goalie, right? So a guy that's good to have on like counterattacks, a guy that's gonna make saves from close range that he's not supposed to make. Courtois, who's the goalie now, is not that kind of goalie. Even though he is, Courtois, is, it's kind of hard to put him in that position because Courtois is so good that he is that kind of goalie now. But he, traditionally, he's not. He's six foot six. He's a, he stops like long range shots. You know what I mean? So there's the smaller goalies that are reflex goalies, and there's the bigger goalies that are, like, long shot stoppers. From, they play for defenses that don't allow you to get that close. Um, so who do you start? I think Allison is the better goalie in terms of who's going to make saves that they're not supposed to, who's going to take away expected goals. But Ederson's the better, like, distributor of the ball. Ederson's more safe when it comes to how he plays, uh, where Allison's, like, the more the bigger risk taker. But if Brazil's going to be playing, like, really attacking and they're going to be getting countered, I would start Allison, and I would just start Allison because I like Allison better, but... Connor, were you gonna say something um, when he asked who you? I was just saying, saying, like, I think Allison's clear. I don't think he's clear, but I'm not, not like clear, clear, but like I don't think this is like this like ultra hard choice. Like, just to me, like Allison, especially with the play style that Brazil has too, and you have like Thiago Silva, Marquinhos back there, two very capable passers. Like, you don't need Ederson as much back there. He's a lot more like distribution focuses, like a keeper. He's a lot more like like get the ball up, play it out of the back. I think Allison in that team with like the reflexive goals is like. Like what you're saying, like he's more like reflexive, like crafty sort of like keeper. Like I think that's to me with the way they play, with his talent. Like I think he's the clear choice to me. I don't think he's like far and away. Like I think they're two probably like, two of the top like five goalies in the world. But I would still like I don't think it's this like big choice. Like I wouldn't if I'm the coach. Like I'm not like questioning that at all. I think it's Allison. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like a it's a stylistic thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a. Oh, this guy's better than this guy. I mean, in my opinion, I think Allison's better. But it's just Ederson's put in the same conversation because Ederson has a better defense at Man City. Like, they, he concedes less goals, which is what goalkeepers are measured by. So, but I think Allison's better. And, and we saw this when we talked about, like, when we did our end of the season things for the Prem. Um, I think the only... Oh, who was it, dude? The only goalie that was anywhere near Allison... In terms of taking away expected goals, it was like one of the smaller go- small teams. It was like Jose Saw or yeah. something. Because I remember, I only remember the La Liga one because I know Courtois was the best goalie, but Ledesma was like on him in every single stat. And it's always like that. It's like a smaller team goalie that's always good. Like, for example, looking at the Prem stats right now, Ederson's elite. Well, he's tied with Nick Pope for most clean sheets in the Prem. But obviously, and I already knew this before I even looked at it, the goalie with the most goals prevented in the Prem is Allison with 6.6. And the nearest guy is 4.5, Jordan Pickford. Like, Ederson's nowhere near that list. So, I would put Ederson to <laughs> to answer that question uh, in a rather long fashion. I would put Ederson. Not Ederson. My bad. Oh, I was Allison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Allison. I would start Allison. Yeah. Allison yeah. Becker. I would start Allison. But who do I think they're going to start? I don't know. They always, they always go for Ederson over Allison. I f- yeah, but and I don't even know if it'll be one of those things where like are they gonna alternate them? Like I don't know. Weird. They could. 
But it's always Ederson. Yeah. I just feel the opposite. I always feel like I see Allison starting for them. I always see Ederson in, like, big tournaments. But, like, in their last game against uh, Tunisia, they played Allison for that 5-1-1. Mandela effect. Mandela effect? Yeah. Let's see. In the three win against Ghana, they also played Allison. So, maybe headed into World Cup, Tite uh, is favoring Allison. Which she should, because Allison is the better goalkeeper, in my opinion. But moving on to the back line, um, what, what were you just talking about? I think Brazil lacks the fullbacks that they've always had. Um, a right back, I mean, who's playing right back for Brazil? Danny Alves, bro? <laughs> Probably Militao, right? I would play Militao, yeah. but is he going to play him at right back? I think he would. Again, in my opinion, I think they should play Militao right back, Thiago Silva and Marquinhos at center back, and... Renan Lolia left back, I guess. Um, moving on to the midfield, the thing with Brazil is um, with such a talented attack, are you going to play Neymar at left wing or are you going to play him at attacking mid? If you play him at attacking mid, then you only have two more spots to fill in that midfield. Casemiro, Bruno Gamirez. Play that 4 2 3 1. Guimaraes. <laughs> How is that? Guimaraes? Yeah. What did I say? Gamirez. Like Ramirez. That's, that's like, with, I have like a Florida accent. Like, that's like my. No, you as, as, I said that in or, in like Orlando speak. I guess I don't know what Orlando speak sounds like. If you were speaking, if you were saying that in Orlando to like non Brazilians, they would probably be like, "Who?" <laughs> who? Bro, the chances that anyone even knows who that is, even if you pronounce it well, <laughs> anywhere in the United States, it's, it's that's one of those like you know from if you know like who Bruno is in Newcastle. Um. Yeah. The question is: Are are they going to play? Neymar, I can because they're so stacked in the front three. And if they do, who are they going to play next to him? Because he's going to be attacking all the time, so they need some defensive guys. So it's going to be Casemiro and Bruno Guimaraes. Um, it could be Fred. It could be Fabinho. I don't think Fabinho's in form, though. Like, I just, he just, I mean, he's not even featuring for Liverpool right now. He's healthy. But I don't know. I think uh, as a Real Madrid fan, maybe I'm biased, but I'm throwing Casemiro in there no matter what. I, I would so. play. I would play Neymar, I can. I would. Um, and then next to them, I'll throw Bruno in there just like what Connor said in terms of form. Um, if it doesn't work to work out, bro, Fred is right there. Who, Dude, I as so much as I dislike Fred, I cannot lie. He has been playing so good. Even though it doesn't show up in his stats, he's been playing like pretty good this season. Yeah. But that just might just be because he's, he's been so bad in every other season that when he actually plays the sport, he is good. <laughs> Um, but, but look at this attack. Though. Yeah, moving on oh to the attack. God. Uh, it's kind of not fair whatsoever. Dude, that's ridiculous that some of these guys literally are not going to play. <laughs> so uh, in a 4-3-3, right? At left wing, um, I'm starting Vinicius. That's not even a Real Madrid thing. I'm starting Vinicius. Correct. Um, As you should. In, in terms of death, you have Martinelli behind him. And, yeah, I would close it at that for left wing. I think Martinelli's the only other left winger to have. At striker, you have Gabriel Jesus, Firmino, Richarlison, who is injured, but they still have him, Mateus Cunha, and then you have Gabriel from Flamengo, who people don't pay much attention to, like, South American soccer, but I'm pretty sure they just won the Libertadores. Um, and he does play for the Brazilian team, so... And they could definitely play him in the World Cup. And then when you look at right wing, <laughs> they have Rafinha. They have Anthony. They have Rodrigo, bro. And Rodrigo could also play striker. <laughs> that is so crazy. So who, what's your front three? My front three is Vinicius, 
Gabriel Jesus. No, to be honest, here's the thing. So you can't put a bunch of playmakers together. I think if Richarlison is healthy, they play. I would play Richarlison. I would play Vinicius, Richarlison, Rafinha. I know that you guys are not going to like the Rafinha pick, but I no, think I, 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 like I think Rafinha is really good. I think so. I agree. He hasn't worked out as much as people want him to at Barca because they have like Dembele there. They but him out of position and stuff. Like it's kinda... I promise you, Rafinha is definitely that guy. I think Rafinha and Rodrigo kind of switch off at this World Cup, though. And I think they both... I think Rodrigo has had such a breakout last two years for Real Madrid that he could definitely take people's spot. Like, I striker and I right wing for some games. You think uh, Anthony's kind of the odd man out in that right wing spot? I don't know. I think when you play for Manchester United, you are going to get a you're going to get the nod to start. Like he'll, they'll have to figure this out in the group, yeah. and they'll probably get a really easy uh, like platoon, like three games. Yeah. So they'll have to figure this out, especially in like training as well. Like who they're going to start? Um, none of these guys were like that good. Like or I was gonna say alive, but you know what I mean. Like none of these guys were like <laughs> were anything uh, last World Cup, other than like Neymar, Firmino, Gabriel Jesus, I guess. But even then, they weren't as good as they are now. Um, only Neymar was like a really big star in the last World Cup. But yeah. so there's no like legacy. Like oh, you have to start because you've been with us this long. Like now. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because they don't have any two-note games scheduled. So their next game is going to be against Serbia to kick off their World Cup. And that'll be the biggest game in that group, in a way. Uh, I mean, Switzerland's a big game, too. Yeah. But... I mean, they close with Cameroon, so they have Serbia and Switzerland first. But yeah, I don't know. I guess with this Brazilian team, it all depends on the injuries. Um, like I said, I would like to have Richardson at striker. Um, Vinicius left wing, Rafinha right wing. Give Rodrigo the play time. Give Gabriel Jesus the play time. And see what you can do. It's just, if you're going to stick Gabriel Jesus in there, you cannot play Vinicius next to Gabriel Jesus. Because Vinicius can't shoot. And he's going to be looking to pass to someone, and he's going to pass to a playmaker. Because Gabriel Jesus is a way better playmaker than he is a goal scorer. But maybe it works. Because maybe Vinicius destroys everyone in front of him and then gives <laughs> Gabriel Jesus a tap-in, and Gabriel Jesus is going to score a tap-in. That's how good this Brazilian team is. is basically what I'm trying to say, bro. They can do whatever they want. They're just looking to score. Yeah. That's... And and it's not, a, oh, their attack is so stacked and the midfield and the defense is... And, nah, dude. It's like their <laughs> attack the team, is stacked. The is their midfield is so solid, especially since they've thrown Neymar back there. And now their defense is also disgusting. And then they have, like, the two be- like two of the best goalies in the last, like, five years, bro. <laughs> like what? Two of them, not one. Two of them. Yeah, definitely my favorite to win this tournament. I think. I would say, as you can see, in my jersey, I think that yeah, they're my favorite to win. Um, I'm from Dominican Republic, so I inherited uh, Brazil like back in 2013 as my favorite team, and yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Brazil's my team, but it's a valid pick as well. Like I wasn't picking like some giant. I mean, there are soccer giants, but in I 2014 mean, they got smacked. Yeah, I was gonna say you've lived through them getting obliterated. That was so sad. And uh, you stuck with them, so for that, we give our respect. Yeah, I was mad when they broke like Neymar's back. That was the first soccer game I ever watched. Best. The first. Oh, 
Really? Yeah, it was the first soccer game I ever watched. I have no that. idea what the first soccer game. Oh, I, I watched like one. I don't remember what game it was exactly, but it I know it was Uruguay in the 2010 World Cup because I remember watching Forlan and being like, dude, that guy's disgusting. I think I think the first game I I watched and like definitely remember watching that game was the Barcelona United Champions League final, whatever year that was. 2012. Was it 2012? 20- I thought 2012 was the... No, it was like 2009. I was going to say, I thought it was earlier than that. It was 2009, watch. Was she like seven? It's just the first game I remember. Yes. When yeah. Messi scored the header? Yes. Yes, yeah. 2009. Okay. Um, yeah, I was not watching soccer back then. No. I, was... I mean, I could not have like told you too many details about it, but I just remember like, you know, it was a big game. I saw it on... And I recognized the teams because I'd heard of them, you know, yeah. play FIFA or whatever. In the end, I don't even think it matters who they throw up there. Whatever combination they throw, I think they're going to win this group. <laughs> so, <laughs> clear I mean, I don't really think it matters. I mean, we can we can look at look at the Serbia team. Serbia, um, like you said, they open they open up against Brazil, but they're playing. I didn't even know this was a country, but Bahrain. Bahrain. It's probably like Bar- Barian. <laughs> no, it's pronounced Bahrain. Bahrain? Yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, I got that. You see that, Connor? Pulled it off. Bahrain. Bahrain. It looks like the Bar- Qatari no, flag. I could have gotten Bahrain. To be fair, I would have put money down that you would have gotten this because it's just exactly how it looks. Uh, is no. how you say it. It is the pronouncer. You can't throw any squiggles there. If you start throwing squiggles yeah. over it, that's where I go. But yeah, Chris, uh, how is uh, Serbia looking heading into this World Cup? Okay, so I was... I was talking to connor about this earlier that like i was just very confused as to how serbia really qualified for the world cup because they're not even in like the uefa nations league they're in league b like already it wasn't like they were just demoted like some of the other teams were they were just there to start uh they went four one and one in their group in (laughs) league b nations league uh, with wins against Norway and Sweden. So they really haven't even played like really good competition in a while. And like that was them losing to Denmark and then losing to Norway, if you want to count that. They played Portugal last November and actually won 2 1. But that's like the best team that they've played in the past year. So I think they're in for a very rude awakening when they've played brazil as their first game in this world cup hey bro they, they beat norway norway has erling Haaland, bro and odegaard they have sorlot as well el Yunuzi. but that's that's stretching it a little bit but yeah i mean their squad is good. i do like their squad their though. squad is but good then, like yeah because then i looked saying. at their squad yeah. and like their their attack is like pretty impressive but it is a lot of the same exact position like very similar styles that i don't i don't know how they're gonna work together and it is weird too because like the way they play they play with like one striker and all their attackers are strikers yeah it's just like an attacking mid but like outside of that like you kind of have to have like mitrovic and vlahovic together to like really have a chance to contend with this team in my opinion that's the way they play they don't have well in their last game against norway that they won 2-0 they did play a 3-5-2 with mitrovic and vlahovic up top which I'm excited to see that if that's what they pull out. I mean, that's what they should because yeah, Luka Jovic it has not been Luka Jovic since 2018. Yeah, bro. And uh, the guy that's carrying Chris through the fantasy right now, 
12 games and nine goals, Alexander Mitrovic. Let's go. What a lord. Yeah. All, but, I'm saying, uh, all I was saying is I had some great sleeper picks, but. Mine were better. It's all good. My big name picks were horrible. Horrible. Who did you draft first? My, I think my first pick was Raheem Sterling. And he's, he started off really well. He started though. great. He hasn't done sh- shit done. since. Yeah. But. The picks of Trossard and Mitrovic have been great for me. Listen, bro, not everyone can be like me, you know. The the guy that supposedly didn't know anything about the Prem, you know. First first pick, Harry Kane, second most points in fantasy, which is expected. But Trippier is like top five in in points. Yeah, that's so crazy. My sharp pick was good, but now he's hurt. So. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Serbian squad. Um, we expect them to play Alexander Mitrovic up top with Dusan Vlahovic. They're both um playing really good. Luka Jovic could play, I don't know, third fiddle to that, I guess, in some way. Um, Get their water Super sub. Dusan Tadic will definitely make that team. I think Philip Kostic is probably my favorite player on this team. Um, Milinkovic Savage is really good as well. Fantastic. Other than that, where's Ilicic from? Is he Croatian? Oh, he's, like, from Slovenia. Yeah, he's from a weird one. I think he's, like... Kind he's, of from, reti- he's kind of retired. He's now, from Slovenia. Too. Yeah, dude. What happened to him in the like, Euros? What was it? In the Euros, was it? That was so sad. Where he was like super duper informed with Atalanta. He was supposed to play for um, Slovenia. And then like, he caught his wife yeah. cheating on him. And he became so depressed he couldn't play. Yeah. That was so... I think it was in the last World Cup. Then he came back played like two more seasons for Atalanta. But I think he only played like 20 times. It was so bad. Was sad. He lost his passion. Women aged. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, but looking at the rest of the midfield, Nemanja Maximovic from Hetafe, um, really good player, solid player. Udo Sarasic used to play for Valencia. He plays for Braga now. Um, the problem with this Serbian team is their defense is, um, how can I put this? Not good. They're not good. No. It's looking like uh, not good whatsoever. So they are going to hope to score more goals than they give up. And that's how you win. They do have a good goalie, though. Uh, Michael Dimitrovic uh, plays for Sevilla. He used to play for... I picked him up in uh, the La Liga fantasy. Abar. He used to play for Abar. He used to be so good for Abar. He was so annoying because Abar was always bottom of the table in La Liga. And then Real Madrid would play Abar and then he'd get like 10 saves and then we'd like tie with them. But um, now he plays for Sevilla. He barely plays because they have Bono who plays for Morocco. But with that being said, this Serbian team is pretty good. Uh, are they like Brazil? No, but can they make it out of the group? Of course, especially with Mitrovic. But Mitrovic is so informed. I would not doubt him being the highest goal scorer in the groups. <laughs> that is such a take. He's going to be the highest goal scorer in the group stage. Like. The group stage? Just all the groups, right? In the in the group stage, yeah. Yeah. I, in the group stage, I he's going to have the most goals out of everyone. I honestly it. think that is fair. That's fair? I want to say it's yeah. fair. I think that's like a... a good, he has a good shot. It's a great... It's a... It's not a... This, it's, it's a take. It's a take. It's a take. Not one that I am blatantly like, that's not going to happen, though. I yeah. think it could. I think it very much could. It could definitely happen. I mean, even against Brazil, if any... Like, you'd think that if Serbia's sneaks a goal past Brazil, it'll be Mitrovic. And then it you was, just know yeah. they're gonna like 
it's likely that they score against Cameroon and it's likely that they score against Switzerland. Yeah, so. like when Serbia loses to Brazil like five or six one, you know <laughs> the one will probably be Mitrovic. So watch them watch them beat Brazil. <laughs> if any team's gonna beat Brazil in this group, I'm gonna say that it's I would you're agree. Not, you're not feeling Switzerland. I would agree. I think Serbia's offense could do it. I don't think Serbia's offense with the combination. I don't know, dude. I I'm gonna go against both of you and everything I just said in a way. But really? I think that Switzerland has a stronger team than Ooh. Serbia. I it's more balanced. Yes. Switzerland had a really good Euros. This is what you guys are forgetting, bro. It's because Jan Sommer is like the he is so good. He's no Jan Sommer is what tournament. you think Neuer is. What everyone thinks Neuer is, Jan Sommer is. That's my take. What does that even mean? He what is. people think that Manuel Neuer is is what Jan Sommer is. I will say he. Does what do you think Euros. that we yeah. think Neuer is? I remember when when you guys were saying that in the last like five years or like something like that, and that was like last spring. So in the last five years, Neuer's been better than Ter Stegen. Which I don't agree with that. I think Tristegan's been better than Norian in the last five years. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was on this pod, but I, yeah, yeah I agree. Everyone was saying that Manuel Neuer was better than Tristegan in the last five years, no. and I didn't think so. If and they you were... did the five years before that last five years, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I agree with that. But in the they were the the reasoning was that Neuer was better because he was a starting goalie for Germany, which meant nothing to me because. The the manager for Germany all this time has been the same manager that Neuer came up with. Like, of course he's gonna start the guy that won him a World Cup. Like, yeah. that would do the same thing too. But going back to this, I'm saying that Jan Sommer is what people think Neuer is. Like in the last, I don't know, five years, but the last like two or three years, maybe even four. I I forget like what year Munchen Gladbach was in the same group as Real Madrid. Jan Sommer was disgusting. He is so good. He, I would agree. He's like, he's like Ochoa. He's like the European Ochoa. He, the saves he, he shows makes up. Shows up. are disgusting, bro. And then you just wonder why he's still playing at Borussia Mönchengladbach. But yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that people, well, not people, but you guys said that Serbia might be like the second strongest team in this group. But I, th- I, I, I wouldn't say like they're just far and away the second best because. I mean, transitioning over to Switzerland, their last th- three games were all wins. They beat the Czech Republic 2-1, they beat Spain 2-1, and they beat Portugal 1-0. They didn't come out of their group in Nations League with those teams because they had lost to all of them previously, but they are on a good tear recently, and they've showed that they can play positively against teams that on paper should be much better than them. So... I mean, they ended up only coming a point short of Portugal and a, I mean, a point short of Spain and two points short of Portugal to get out of that group. But yeah, and if you go back to the Euros, I mean, you're talking about a team that beat France in the round of 16, and on in penalties, probably off of a Jan Sommer save, and then they beat Spain. Oh no, they went to penalties with Spain in the Euros, and they ended up losing. But quarterfinals in the Euros, I mean, this is a strong team. And we all and South American teams struggle against European teams because of the size all the time. And looking at their team, I mean, we already talked about Jan Sommer who was injured, and now I feel like we've been talking about Jan Sommer and then he's gonna end up being out for the World <laughs> Cup. But he's expect he had an ankle injury October nineteenth, and he's expected to return mid November. So 
That's technically right on time. Yeah. But um, backup goalie, Mavogel. I don't know how to say that, but I know he used to play for Leipzig. Um, but they would they will be expecting Jan Summer to come back for the World Cup and for him to be part of that squad and probably their captain, um, best player on that team in my opinion. Um, in terms of defenders, I mean, there's a lot of names I recognize because the Swiss team has been playing together for a long time. But, dude, why is everyone injured? Fabian Schar for Newcastle. I don't think, I don't think his is a long term. I think he'll be, he'll yeah, he'll be, be good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they got Manolo Kanji, who now plays for Man City. Um, How much is he playing for them? He's, like played, le- he's played left back more than he's played like center back for them. He's played yeah. six games for them. Yeah. Out of what, 12 so far? Or them? 12, so. 12 league games. That's because of some injuries. Like Diaz has been hurt for them. Ludish has been hurt for them a lot, but but he's played six games. Um, they got Nico Ovetti as well. Um, I recognize that name. They got um a guy, a guy I picked up in the La Liga fantasy, Edai Comert. Um, has had, he's played nine games for Valencia. He's done really well for them. Um, under new management, they have a FIFA legend and Babu, a right back, plays for Fulham. That's crazy. I don't know if he even played for him. He probably doesn't play at all. Five games. He comes off the bench. Five yeah. games, one assist, though. He got benched by Kenny Tete. And Ricardo Rodriguez, who's actually from Spain, but um, at left back, he's You're a, telling me Rodriguez is not, like, pure Swiss? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's Ricardo's from Ricardo's not? No, that was, a, that was a joke. I'm pretty sure he's it's from Spain. It's just the one that stands out so much when you look at this Swiss. Oh, have you ever seen, like, the... Like, before all the stuff in Ukraine went down, like, all the Brazilians that, that turned into Ukrainian players like you know how Shakhtar has like a bunch of Brazilian players yeah, yeah they like yeah. nationalize or like naturalize themselves into uh, Ukrainian citizens and change their name to something that sounded exactly like their Brazilian name really? <laughs> I wish I had a, a like an example David Nerkolenko no it's like Former it's not Xbox. that bad Former it's Xbox like player, yeah. let's say his name was like Di- Diego in like Brazil they'll yeah. like They'll like split it. They'll go like die space go. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. But going back to Switzerland, or not Switzerland, yeah Switzerland. Uh, hey bro, Chicago Fire FC. I was gonna say the legend. Shakiri. We finally get an MLS representation. Finally get an MLS shout out. On Yo, 20, 29 matches, seven goals, six assists. I told you he was gonna be better. Than, how's Douglas Costa doing? I said he was gonna be better than Douglas Costa in the MLS. Yeah, Douglas Costa's been so bad. He's just not. He's been really bad. I knew I was right, dude. Jordan Shakiri is such a baller. I love him. Yes. Uh, he's a l- little bit of a firecracker in the sense that him and him and Greenwich. Dude, this team has Greenwich Xhaka. This team is definitely better than Serbia. Yeah. This team is definitely better than Serbia. But maybe I'll be wrong. But, um, and they have Zakaria, bro. That midfield is stacked. Hey, bro, dude, we should do a, a st- uh, episode about Lazio. That's so crazy. I didn't know any of that. The Lazio like, backstory. The Lazio backstory. Do you know Lazio backstory? Yeah, you did. I posted a TikTok about it. Like, you talked about it briefly about Mussolini and all Dude, that. Dude, that's Mussolini's team. That is so crazy. His grandson still plays there. His, right? grands, his yeah. grandson plays there, bro. Yeah. And dude's name is like some crazy. It, like, it's something Mussolini. It's like, it's like Romano Mussolini. Like, it's yeah. such a. Dude, that's such a crazy name. But, um, yeah, Shakiri, uh, if he scores, I swear, I hope he does it. It's There's nothing more classic than watching that. But um, next to him, Granit Xhaka, who is so informed, bro. I cannot believe that it is even coming out of my mouth. Okay. Granit Xhaka is so informed for Arsenal. He scores like every other game. Um, then they have Gibral G- G- So, who plays for Frankfurt, who are playing really good as well. Made it out of their group in the Champions League. 
Um, Denny Zakaria, who plays for Chelsea. Finally debuted over the weekend was incredible for us. Actually, not over the weekend, on Tuesday, but very, very good. Like, played really well. Was very impressed by him. I think he really teared up for Switzerland. He is pretty good. Yeah. Um, their problem, um, I guess, in a way, at least as compared to Serbia, is that their attack is not that great. But Seferovic is still playing. That is crazy. I remember he was tearing it up at um, Benfica. But they have uh, Brio Mbolo, who was supposed to be like what Mbappe is now, 25 years old, 13 games in the league on six goals, two assists. Um, he was really good in the Euros, I remember that. But that's the problem that they have. Their attack is not the strongest, but their midfield is really strong. So I expect great things out of Switzerland. And I would put them above Serbia, but we'll get there when we make our predictions. I, I, I've realized that I can't make my predictions until I sit there and go like, this game, this is going to happen. And then Chris does the math and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> and then he does the math and realizes he has like three teams that are all nine points clear. Dude, that, oh man. The the one where I had like three teams on the same amount of points is so crazy. I hope I'm, it works I'm, out. I'm dude. sitting here like, wait. I forgot which one. You have this team beating this team, but then also beating this team. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah, there's one group where I have three teams, like tied. I forgot which one it is. You gotta like flowchart Rafi's picks on these groups. <laughs> yeah, because he like maps it out too, like tell you like this match, this match. Yeah, right. Yeah. But moving on to uh, Cameroon, is that is this the? Yeah, this is the last the last team. Bueno Golden Boots. Cameroon, Fort, hey bro, forty third in the world. How's Cameroon uh, doing headed into this? World Cup. Hey, not great. <laughs> uh, they they lost 1-0 to South Korea before um, also losing 2-0 to Uzbekistan. Um, but the one game of note, I would like to point out the 8-6 thriller against Burkina Faso in AFCON qualifying. 8-6. Hey, bro. <laughs> The team is not looking that good. No, but 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 at least they were smart enough to schedule two World Cup tune-up matches against Jamaica and Panama. Maybe they get a win because I don't think they'll get one at the World Cup. It's totally possible, though, looking at this team. Uh, goalie, they have Andre Onana, who starts for Inter. Um, he's a really good goalie. The problem is this defense that I can't name a single player from. Uh, yeah. uh, you're not a Philadelphia Union guy? Not at all. You don't know uh, Olivier Mbezo? How do you say that what? perfectly? Coming off, coming off the bench for Philadelphia. How do you say that perfectly? Because I'm an MLS writer, sir. But just wrote about him. <laughs> God okay. forbid you have to say like Federico Valverde or something. Valverde? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, I'm not a big Philadelphia Union guy, but. They're, they're, are you a Seattle Saunders fan? Can you say that name? <laughs> I'm actually kind of an Austin FC guy. Nico Cholo. But, um, I mean, in the midfield, I can name some guys here. You got um, Gino Nana, good old FIFA 22 legend. Uh, his player of the month card was disgusting. Um, they have Andre Frank Zambo and Gisa, who used to play for Villarreal, made it all the way to the Champions League semifinal. Don't you ever forget that. Um that wraps it up for their midfield, but their attack is not even that bad. No, not too bad. They got Chupa Moting, who's on fire. Yeah. Seven games in the Bundesliga, three goals, two assists. 
Um, he scored against Inter recently. He scored a banger. Wasn't it like a laser against Inter? I'm pretty sure, yeah. It was it was a, like a top left corner laser against Inter. Um, he also scored against Barca. But he's in form heading into the World Cup. Um, they are also have Nkudu, who used to play for Spurs. I remember that. Um, they got Carl Toko and Kambi. I really like that guy. He used to play for VRL as well. Um, 13 matches in the league, gone four goals, one assist. Their attack is pretty good. The problem is that their defense sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Their defense sucks. Their midfield is pretty decent. And they are in a pretty tough group for them. Switzerland, Serbia, Brazil. Things are not shape, shaping up for Cameroon. It's a tough one for Cameroon. Hate to see it. So how do we think it goes? Brazil's coming in last, right? Yeah. The no, number one team in the world. Yeah. He's coming in last, bro. No yeah. goals. You guys go first. What do you think? Well, this is how he does it. He has to assess yeah, like kind of what the consensus <laughs> is. And then he's like, okay, so they they all have Brazil winning the group, which means I can't have that. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Um, I think Brazil wins all their games. They should get three wins. So I think Brazil clears at nine points. I think Cameroon does not win a single game. So I have them at zero Jeez. points. So this is where it gets interesting with Switzerland and Serbia. I have... Them both beating Cameroon, obviously. But I have them tying. Because I think, like we mentioned, it'll be one team's very good offense versus one team's very good defense. I think it kind of stalls. I think they kind of neutralize. Um, so I have them tied at points 4-4. But I have Switzerland advancing. Because I think Switzerland's a better all-around team that they'll do better against Cameroon and lose by less to Brazil. I think like, I think actually like the I think the exact same thing. I think like it's <laughs> bro just plagiarized. <laughs> like he went to the discussion alive. post and he said, "Really good job on the post. I agree with everything." People you're say saying. really good job. You gotta hit the word count. You're in the top tier post. Yeah, you you're in the top tier high. discussions, bro. Mine are just like, "Hi, Rafael. I agree with everything you said. I really about, like how you." Yeah. And then boom. I mean, I always sign it off with like, "Great post, Chris." Nah, you're just doing to get oh, he's writing it like a letter. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it. Dear Connor O'Brien, dearest, comma. Bro has so. discussion. You did an Riz. amazing job on your post. I really liked when you mentioned that. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was hoping someone would finish the sentence. Talk about my AI classes. No. Yeah, Connor. You the same exact thing? Yeah, use oh, your, I, I use mean, the artificial intelligence to come up with unique thoughts. All right, I'm typing. Okay, um, so Brazil, I think, might have the highest goal differential in a World Cup group history. Do you even know what it is? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, now we got. I, I had to throw that, that is that's a bold one. That is a bold one. Because I just think, like, I mean, I can see them beating Cameroon, like, not joking, like eight zero. This is such a specific stat. I don't think it's going to show it. What I think is going to happen is like Cameroon's not going to win a game. Serbia and Switzerland are both going to be Cameroon, both lose to Brazil. And then they'll play each other tie. And then I think Serbia probably gets thrown like goal differential. Because I think they at least can put like one back on like Brazil. Whereas like I think Brazil probably like shut out Switzerland. So I think goal differential like Brazil won goal dif- on goal differential. Serbia gets through. 
and then Switzerland three, Cameroon four. But yeah, <clears throat> my uh, good old prediction. I think I'm agree with Chris. Brazil clears the entire group. They're gonna do I do I agree with that? If they start off the World Cup against Serbia, I think that'll be the biggest match they'll have to play in the group stage. I think they dude Brazil is just so iffy because they have so much expectation on them. Yeah. There's so much weight on their shoulders and that can make them mess up. That's what I'm thinking. But taking that into account. I think they start off the World Cup. Oh dude, this is so hard. Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. I think they beat Cameroon hundred percent. Um, Brazil. It's the expectation thing, dude. All those players are just chokers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even know what I want to say anymore. Brazil starts off the World Cup against Serbia. I think they will start with a win. They'll lose to Switzerland, and then they'll beat Cameroon. Six points. Oh god. Six points. Okay, so okay. They beat Switzerland, right? So I'll do Switzerland so I don't get confused. Switzerland starts off their World Cup against Cameroon. Oh god. They're gonna beat Cameroon. Okay. I mean obviously. They're gonna beat Brazil, like I said. Uh huh. They're gonna lose to Serbia. So tied on points with Brazil at six, right? Yes, now. but Brazil will have goal differentials, so Okay. Okay. So the So at this same point thing. Serbia is going to beat Switzerland and beat Cameroon. So it's <laughs> so you got three teams tied at six points. No, no, bro, chill. So no, wait. Serbia, relax, okay? Okay. Serbia's gonna beat Switzerland, lose to Brazil. They're going to lose to Cameroon, and they're going to. I forgot there's ties in this. Okay, they're gonna <laughs> Brazil versus Serbia. They're gonna lose to Brazil, then they're going to tie with Cameroon, and then. Did I say they're going to beat Switzerland? You said they're going to beat Switzerland. Yeah, they're going to beat Switzerland. So that puts them on four points. Four points. So it, it goes... And then Cameroon will, will lose to Brazil, lose to Switzerland. And they'll tie Serbia. Switzerland and tie Serbia. Oh. So you still have Brazil 1, Serbia 2. Is that right? Yeah. Switzerland 3. No. No. No, no. yeah, Switzerland two. Yeah, Switzerland two. Yeah, Switzerland two. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then okay. Serbia will have four points, and then Cameroon will have one point. Okay. In the end, the result is the same. Yeah. It's just about how they get there. So, oh, wait, does everyone have Brazil and Serbia going through? I have Brazil or and Switzerland. Switzerland. I he has have. Serbia. I have Serbia. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, hmm. but yeah, uh, that's uh, what group is this, bro? There's been so many. Group G. Yeah. That's Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. I think Cameroon does have. I will admit that Cameroon does have the potential of upsetting everyone's prediction more than any other team. Like, I don't think Switzerland or Serbia have the potential to get first place but their second place status is interchangeable but i think cameroon out of cameroon is going to crush someone's the, yeah, yeah out of yeah. all the out of all the bottom three meaning like serbia switzerland and cameroon cameroon has the most potential to upset than than any of the other two i agree i think yeah i think the difference is going to come from how switzerland and serbia do against cameroon not necessarily how they do against brazil because yeah. i think brazil's wash It'll be, do they not fumble against Cameroon? And then how much do they fumble? If I they don't do? think, yeah. I don't think Brazil will fumble whatsoever against Cameroon. But That's what I'm saying. They could f against the European teams. Yeah. But yeah, that wraps up Group G in the World Cup. And 
we are headed for our last the journey group. it's almost done the journey is almost done the journey to like the beginning yeah, the journey <laughs> to the start of the world is almost done in our next episode of group h but that is all for group g alongside chris will and connor o'brien my name is rafael de los santos and we will catch you next time